There was a knock one morning, a man was standing at my door. He said, hello, I'm from Halliburton, have you heard of us before? We'd like to lease your backyard to drill for natural gas. It's called hydraulic fracturing, and it is the very past for a clean energy future above the Marcellus Stone. Plus, we'll give you lots of money and a new mobile phone. I said, you are a corporate crook. I don't believe the things you tell, and you can drive right off my property and then go straight to hell. No fracking way. No fracking way. I don't trust corporate salesmen, whatever they may say. No fracking way. 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 Greetings and welcome to Frack You Very Much, a fracking terrible podcast. If you want to check out back episodes and more, you can go to frackyouverymuch.com. You'll find some links there to make a one-time or recurring donation to keep this podcast free and independent. You can also follow on Twitter at FYVMshow. That was David Rovick singing No Fracking Way. That was just an excerpt of that song. You can find that entire song on Big Red Sessions album. And we are back to reading the compendium. This is the fourth episode of reading from the compendium. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, you may be thinking to yourself, what is the compendium? The compendium is a document that is titled the Compendium of Scientific, Medical, and Media Findings Demonstrating Risks and Harms of Fracking unconventional gas and oil extraction sixth edition june 2019 and we are up to page 46 this document was compiled by concerned health professionals of new york and physicians for social responsibility the section we are starting is the compilation of studies and findings Air pollution. Air pollution associated with fracking is a grave concern with a range of impacts. Researchers have documented more than 200 different air pollutants near drilling and fracking operations. Of these, 61 are classified as hazardous air pollutants with known health risks, and 26 are classified as endocrine disruptors. Areas with substantial drilling and fracking build-out show high levels of ground-level ozone, smog, striking declines in air quality, and, in several cases, high levels of increased rates. In several cases, increased rates of health problems with known links to air pollution. Air sampling surveys find high concentrations of volatile organic compounds, VOCs, especially carcinogenic benzene and formaldehyde, both at the wellhead and at distances that exceed legal setback distances from wellhead to residents. In some cases, VOC concentrations exceeded federal safety standards, 
by several orders of magnitude. In 2018, researchers in Colorado documented that air pollution increased with proximity to drilling and fracking operations and was sufficiently high to raise cancer risks in some cases. Exposure to emissions from natural gas flares and diesel exhaust from the 4,000 to 6,000 truck trips per well pad also pose respiratory health risks for those living near drilling, drilling operations. The United States leads the world in the number of flare stacks. Air pollutants from flaring operations include VOCs, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, carbon monoxide, toxic heavy metals, formaldehyde, and soot. Evidence implicates the U.S. shale gas boom in the recent global spike in atmospheric ethane and propane. Drilling and fracking operations in North Dakota's Bakken oil and gas field alone contribute 2% of global ethane emissions and directly impact air quality across North America. Like methane, ethane is both a greenhouse gas and a precursor for ozone formation. The accelerating pace of drilling and fracking activities in the current policy plan to reverse course on the proposed regulations to reduce methane emissions are likely to exacerbate the air pollution problems that fracking creates, along with attendant health risks. April 1, 2019. A University of California Berkeley team undertook a comprehensive review of current peer-reviewed literature on hazardous air pollutants found near oil and gas extraction operations. Hazardous air pollutants are those known or suspected to cause cancer, reproductive harm, birth defects, or other serious health effects. Reviewing 37 studies, the team identified a total of 61 different hazardous air pollutants that have been detected and measured near oil and gas drilling and fracking operations. The sources of these dangerous pollutants include a wide range of equipment, activities, and facilities, from dehydrators and condensate, condensate tanks to well drilling, flowback treatment, and oil storage facilities. The team found that the production phase of oil and gas extraction has the potential to emit the highest concentrations and, during, and the most complex mixtures of hazardous air pollutants over the longest time. During the production phase, raw oil or natural gas is flowing from the well and is processed within various ancillary equipment, all of which can emit hazardous pollutants such as benzene. The highest and most sustained concentrations of hazardous air pollutants were found in, quote, regions rich in oil, wet gas, and condensate. Their results further suggest that, quote, exposure risk can be much higher if production equipment is co-located co with condensate storage and wastewater impoundments. The research team also uncovered an important disconnect between air pollution monitoring studies and those reporting on health impacts. In general, the levels of air pollution detected in the monitoring studies fell short of those known to cause health impacts, and yet multiple health-based studies continue to find evidence of a spatial relationship between concentrations of hazardous air pollutants 
and incidence of health problems among people living near oil and gas operations. These findings suggest that existing air sampling methodologies may be under-reporting emissions or that prevailing health benchmarks are inadequate to identify health problems, especially when exposures include multiple chemicals. March 14, 2019. Approximately 1.7 million people live within one mile of an active oil or gas well in the Los Angeles metropolitan area. A University of California pilot study investigated air pollution around active wells in this densely populated urban area and showed that even in neighborhoods where residents are exposed to complex mixtures of air pollution from multiple sources, levels of several volatile organic pollutants are higher in communities closer to wellheads and decrease in concentration with distance away from wellheads. These include the carcinogen benzene and N-hexane. Quote, We were able to identify gradient behavior along the transect downwind of the target oil natural gas facility that was likely due in part to emissions from the facility. February 15, 2019. In the first modeling study of drilling and fracking-related air pollution to include criteria air pollutants, University of Texas Arlington team found that concentrations of pollutants in the Barnett Shale region in North Texas were varied by terrain, with strongly sloping terrain giving the highest maximum concentrations for criteria air pollutants compared to level and moderate terrain. Regulated by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency via applicable standards, the criteria air pollutants are ozone, particulate matter, lead, carbon monoxide, sulfur oxides, and nitrogen oxides. The highest benzene and methane concentrations occurred in flat terrain and exceeded health-based standards. January 18, 2019 Flaring is a widely used practice for disposal of waste natural gas during oil drilling in places that lack infrastructure for its capture and transport. Enabled by fracking, domestic oil production is at an all-time high, and this upswing has outpaced the build-out of pipelines to contain the natural gas that accompanies the oil as it flows to the surface. Using satellite technology, researchers identified 43,887 distinct oil and gas flares in the Eagle Ford Shale region of South Texas from 2012 to 2016, with a peak in activity in 2014 and an estimated 4.5 billion cubic meters of total gas volume flared over the study period. Comparing these results with well permit data showed that the majority of flares 82% were linked to oil wells, with more than 90% associated with horizontally drilled wells. These flares were not equally distributed across the region. Just five of the 49 counties in the Eagle Ford Shale area accounted for 71% of flaring. Our results suggest flaring may be a significant environmental exposure in parts of this region. Air pollutants from flaring operations include VOCs, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, carbon monoxide, toxic heavy metals, 
formaldehyde, and soot. July 27, 2018, a report written by the United Kingdom's Air Quality Expert Group found that shale gas operations would increase air pollution, nitrogen dioxides, and VOCs, both nationally and locally within the United Kingdom. However, the report languished for three years and was finally released four days after shale gas extraction was officially approved for the Lancashire region of Northwest England. July 16, 2018, a team from Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment used existing air monitoring data sets from disparate locations to determine if air pollution levels near drilling and fracking operations are sufficient to create health problems in Colorado residents who live more than 500 feet away from a wellhead. Overall, they found individual VOC levels below those that are known to pose cancer and non-cancer health risks. However, the authors could not evaluate the risk of possible intermittent spikes in emissions during different phases of operation and evaluated only a subset of all VOCs emitted from drilling and fracking operations at these different phases. Quote, Future studies are greatly needed that focus on quantifying these acute peak exposures to people living near oil and gas operations, with particular emphasis on characterization of the volatile organic compounds identified as posing the greatest potential public health concerns, such as benzene. July 13, 2018. Drilling and fracking operations emit pollutants that form ozone and fine particles because air pollution from oil and gas operations originate from a large number of small, diffuse sources. Estimating the level and location of emissions is difficult. An EPA team used a national emissions inventory for the year 2011 to characterize oil and gas emissions over, the, over space and time and to estimate the future human health burden attributable to the oil and gas sector. For the year 2025, the authors projected that oil and gas extraction activities will cause 1,000 deaths across the United States from exposure to fine particles and 970 deaths from ozone exposure, with the highest impacts in Colorado, Pennsylvania, Texas, and West Virginia. June 13, 2018, a British team used a new air quality forecasting model to simulate the health impacts of potential emissions from fracking operations in the United Kingdom, should large-scale fracking go forward. The results showed large projected increases in nitrogen oxides and volatile organic compounds across the UK airshed. These increases would contribute to approximately 110 extra premature deaths, with a range of 50 to 530 deaths each year across the UK. May 29, 2018, an Oregon State University team measured polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbon air pollutants near drilling and fracking operations in rural eastern Ohio. A known component of fracking-related air pollution Polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons are linked to cancer risk, respiratory distress, and poor birth outcomes. 
Using both air samplers and wristbands to assess personal exposures of residents living near active or proposed well sites. The researchers found elevated air pollution levels near active well sites. Further, the wristbands from participants who lived in homes with well pads on their property registered higher levels of air pollutants than participants without wells. Quote, These findings suggest that living or working near an active natural gas extraction well may increase personal polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbon exposure. May 18, 2018. A Canadian and U.S. research team monitored methane levels in urban Morgantown, West Virginia, during various stages of of hydraulic fracturing at a single well pad. They found that emissions at the site were greatest during the flowback stage, a result that supports previous studies. March 27, 2018, a team led by University of Colorado School of Public Health scientists found that air pollution levels among Colorado's heavily drilled front range increased with proximity to drilling and fracking operations and were sufficiently high to raise cancer risks. For people living within 500 feet of a well, lifetime cancer risks were eight times higher than the EPA's upper threshold. Elevated levels of benzene and alkanes were of particular concern. Quote, These findings indicate that state and federal regulatory policies may not be protective of health for populations residing near oil and gas facilities. March 21, 2018. Evaluating 48 peer-reviewed studies that sampled air near drilling and fracking operations, researchers identified more than 200 different airborne chemicals associated with oil and gas extraction. Ethane, benzene, and n-pentane were the three most frequently detected. 26 of these 200 chemicals are classified as endocrine disruptors, chemicals that can interfere with hormone systems and may affect reproduction, development, and neurological functioning. March 18, 2018. There are now more than 22,000 active fracking wells in the rural Eagle Ford Shale region of Texas, which has undergone a tenfold increase in oil and gas extraction since 2010. A research team from San Francisco State University and University of Southern California used remote sensing data that incorporated infrared observations of combustion sources to estimate exposure of local residents to hazardous air pollutants from associated flaring operations. Their method confirmed extensive flaring in close proximity to homes. February 26, 2018. The presence of ethane and propane in the atmosphere is an indication of leaks during fossil fuel extraction and distribution, including fracking and its attendant activities, especially venting and flaring. Fossil fuel combustion is not a source of ethane or propane. According to a study led by a University of York team that used data collected from 20 observatories around the world, global atmospheric levels of ethane and propane have been underestimated by more than 50%. These results mean that hydrocarbon emissions from fossil fuel extraction activities in general 
including methane, may be two to three times higher than previously presumed. Both ethane and methane are ozone precursors and contribute to the creation of smog. The authors noted that enhanced ethane and propane emission results mean higher levels of health-damaging ozone in both rural and urban areas. In related press materials about this research, Ali Lewis, a co-author of the study, said, quote, Levels of ethane and propane declined in many places in the 1980s and 1990s, but global growth in the demand for natural gas means these trends may be reversing. The effects of higher ozone would be felt in the rural environment where it damages crops and plants and in cities on human health. Co-author Lucy Carpenter said, quote, We know that major source of ethane and propane in the atmosphere is from, quote, fugitive or unintentional escaping emissions during fossil fuel extraction and distribution. If ethane and propane are being released at greater rates than we thought, then we also need to carefully reevaluate how much of the recent growth of methane in the atmosphere may also have come from oil and natural gas development. February 5, 2018, the Tropospheric Ozone Assessment Report analyzes data from all available ozone monitors around the world. Its 2018 report found that in the United States, levels of ground-level ozone, smog, dropped steadily between 2000 and 2014, except in rural areas of the Rocky Mountain West, where levels remained steady or rose. Oil and gas drilling is likely responsible. Rural areas in the western United States have fewer emission sources, and yet they have been experiencing high ozone levels, especially in the winter. November 2, 2017, in a review paper that explores how the U.S. fracking boom has contributed to air pollution in impacted communities, Texas A&M atmospheric scientist Gunnar W. Shade identified ozone and benzene as two important chemicals of concern. Documenting trends is challenging because fracking-related air pollutants typically originate in rural places without routine air pollution monitoring. A new air monitor in the Eagle Ford Shale region allowed researchers to use fingerprinting analysis to show that 60% of ambient benzene in the air now comes from drilling and fracking operations, including gas flares. Before the shale boom, the majority of benzene in the region came from tailpipe emissions. Quote, In some areas, decades-long progress on ozone air quality has stalled. In others, particularly in the Uinta Basin in Utah, a new ozone problem has emerged due to the fracking industry's emissions. Downwind of the Eagle Ford Shale, San Antonio's ozone levels are now trending close to 75 parts per billion, which exceeds the new recommended limit of 70 parts per billion. Quote, The shale boom has created a new source of large-scale, diffuse hydrocarbon emissions, that adversely affect air toxics levels. The continued growth of the fracking industry, as well as plans to remove regulations on methane emissions, will not alleviate high hydrocarbon emissions and associated regional ozone problems.
April 12, 2017. Using aircraft, a University of Michigan-led team collected plume samples from 37 flare stacks in the Bakken Shale region of North Dakota to calculate emissions of black carbon, soot, methane, and ethane from natural gas flares. They determined that flares contribute almost 20% of the total emissions of methane and ethane from the Bakken region as measured by field studies. December 29, 2016, exposure to air pollutants from well pads decreases quickly with distance. However, according to recent studies, people living kilometers away from actual drilling and fracking operations also show elevated risk of disease known to be linked to air pollution. This review paper investigated the possible role that exposure to diesel exhaust from fracking-related road traffic is playing in creating public health impacts in surrounding communities. Quote, Road traffic generated by hydraulic fracturing operations is one possible source of environmental impact whose significance has, until now, been largely neglected. With 4,000 to 6,000 vehicles visiting the well pad during the operations. As a starting point for exposure assessment, the author recommended GIS modeling studies with a focus on traffic patterns and exacerbation of pediatric asthma. October 16, 2016, a review of recent studies documenting harm to both public health and agricultural yields from rising ozone levels identified oil and gas fields as, quote, a major and growing source of ozone in the United States. Also on October 16, 2016, in response to a lawsuit, the EPA acknowledged that its 33-year-old formula for estimating emissions from flaring operations requires revision as it may dramatically underestimate levels of health-damaging air pollutants. Emissions from flare stacks typically include carbon monoxide, nitrogen oxides, benzene, formaldehyde, and xylene. But levels of these smog-forming compounds are seldom measured directly. October 5, 2016, a review of recent studies documented connections between oil and gas development and worsening ozone levels in western states. Drilling and fracking operations have pushed Pinedale, Wyoming out of compliance with federal ozone standards. Colorado has exceeded federal ozone limits for the past decade, a period that corresponds to a statewide boom in oil and gas drilling. September 1, 2016, a NASA-led research team collected whole air samples throughout the Barnett Shale Basin in Texas. Chemical analysis showed that they contained benzene, hexane, and toluene at levels 2 to 50 times greater than the local background and similar to those seen in other intensely drilled shale basins in Colorado and Utah. There is, quote, some evidence to suggest that public concerns for potential chronic health risks are not unwarranted. July 23, 2016, a study conducted by the Boulder Atmospheric Observatory examined sources of summertime ozone formation, smog, in Colorado's Front Range and found that 17% of locally created ozone was created by VOCs from drilling and fracking operations. 
Colorado has exceeded the federal ozone standard for the past nine years, a period of time that corresponds to a boom in oil and gas drilling in the Wattenberg gas field, where the number of active wells has nearly doubled. June 13, 2016. Between 2009 and 2014, ethane emissions in the Northern Hemisphere increased by about 400,000 tons annually, the bulk of it from North America oil and gas activity, according to research by an international team led by the University of Colorado, Boulder. After peaking in the 1970s, global ethane emissions began declining, primarily due to stricter air quality emissions controls. In 2009, however, that downward trend reversed itself. Quote, About 60% of the drop we saw in ethane levels over the past 40 years has already been made up in the past five years. If this rate continues, we are on track to return to the maximum ethane levels we saw in the 1970s in only about three more years. We rarely see changes in atmospheric gases that quickly or dramatically, said lead researcher Detlev Helmig. Samples were collected from locations around the world, but the largest increases in ethane were documented over areas of heavy oil and gas activity in the central and eastern United States. Ethane contributes to the creation of ground-level ozone pollution, a known human health hazard. The authors noted that, quote, Ozone production from these emissions has led to air quality standard exceedances. In the Uinta Basin, Utah, and Upper Green River Basin, Wyoming, oil and natural gas regions. Two scientists not involved in the study published an accompanying commentary concluding, quote, There is a danger that these non-methane hydrocarbon emissions changes can offset emission policies and controls aimed at reducing ozone concentrations, and these oil and gas operations are threatening to reverse what had been an important success story decades of declining air pollution in North America. June 1, 2016, existing data on air pollutants emitted from drilling and fracking operations, quote, support precautionary measures to protect the health of infants and children. According to a review by a team of researchers, members of which include co-authors of this compendium, Research is focused on exposures to ozone, particulate matter, silica dust, benzene, and formaldehyde, all of which are associated with drilling and fracking operations. Noting that all are linked to adverse respiratory health effects, particularly in infants and children. Benzene, for example, emitted from gas wells, production tanks, compressors, and pipelines, is a carcinogen, also linked to serious respiratory outcomes in infants and children, including pulmonary infections in newborns. As the authors emphasized, this review did not consider other air pollutants commonly associated with drilling and fracking activities, namely hydrogen sulfide, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, and oxides of nitrogen. Although improved exposure assessment, air monitoring, and long-term studies are still lacking, Existing evidence was sufficient for the authors to, quote, strongly recommend precautionary measures at this time. April 26, 
2016. About 2% of global ethane emissions originate from the back-end shale oil and gas field, which according to research led by University of Michigan researchers, emits 250,000 tons of ethane per year. Quote, 2% might not sound like a lot, but the emissions we observed in this single region are 10 to 100 times larger than reported in inventories. They directly impact air quality across North America. And they're sufficient to explain much of the global shift in ethane concentrations, according to Eric Court, first author of the study. Ethane is a gas that affects climate and decreases air quality. As a greenhouse gas, ethane is the third largest contributor to human-caused climate change. Ethane contributes to ground-based ozone pollution as it breaks down and reacts with sunlight to create smog. This surface-level ozone is linked to respiratory problems, eye irritation, and crop damage. Global ethane levels were decreasing until 2009, leading the researchers to suspect that the U.S. shale gas boom may be responsible for the global increase in levels since 2010. April 5, 2016. Helicopter-based infrared camera surveys of more than 8,000 oil and gas wells in seven U.S. regions found that well pads emit considerably more methane and VOCs than captured by earlier inventories. Moreover, these emissions were widely and unpredictably variable from site to site and from well to well. Over 90% of total airborne emissions from well pads originated with vents and hatches on above-ground storage tanks. The inability to protect to predict which well sites were, quote, super emitters, meaning that they leaked into the air more than 200 cubic feet of methane and VOCs per hour implies that continuous site-specific monitoring is required to regulate methane leaks from drilling and fracking operations. In a comment about the findings to Inside Climate News, Cornell University engineer Anthony Ingrafia, who was not an author of the paper, said, quote, It makes regulation very difficult. If you have all these possible sites where you can have leaks, you can never have enough inspectors with all the right equipment being in all the right places at all the right times. It's too complex a system. February 19, 2016. Legally enforced minimal distances between well sites and residences are based on political compromises rather than peer-reviewed science and, quote, may not be sufficient to reduce potential threats to human health in areas where hydraulic fracturing occurs. According to the findings of an interdisciplinary team, including medical professionals and other researchers, the team incorporated geography, current regulations, historical records of blowout incidents and evacuations, thermal modeling, direct air pollution measurement, and vapor cloud modeling within the Marcellus, Pennsylvania, Barnett, Texas, and Neobara, northeastern and northwestern Colorado and parts of Wyoming, Kansas, and Nebraska, shale regions. The authors focused solely on well sites and excluded pipelines and compressor stations, which limited the data on explosions and evacuations 
and restricted air pollution results. Even so, the results showed the current natural gas well setbacks in the three areas, quote, cannot be considered sufficient in all cases to protect public safety and health. Actually, I read that backwards. It actually says public health and safety. People living within the setback distances are potentially vulnerable to thermal injury during a well blowout, and they are also susceptible to exposures of benzene and hydrogen sulfide at levels above those known to cause health risks. August 1, 2015, quote, Clinicians should be aware of the potential impact of fracking when evaluating their patients, concluded a team writing on behalf of the Occupational and Environmental Health Network of the American College of Chest Physicians. Their article stated that over 200,000 U.S. workers employed by well-servicing companies, quote, are exposed to silica, diesel exhaust, and VOCs, and at some sites, hydrogen sulfide and random and radon, raising concerns about occupational lung diseases, including silicosis, asthma, and lung cancer. The authors went on to say, quote, In addition to occupational exposures, workers in nearby residents are also exposed to air pollutants emitted from various stages of fracking, including nitrogen oxides, VOCs, ozone, hazardous air pollutants, methane, and fine particulate matter. Authors pointed to several recent reversals in progress on air quality owed to fracking-related activity, including significant emissions of nitrogen oxides, a precursor of ozone, and spikes in fine particulate matter in fracking-intensive areas of Pennsylvania. July 9, 2015 California Council on Science and Technology, in collaboration with the Lawrence Berkeley National Laboratory, released the second and third volumes of an extensive peer-reviewed assessment of fracking in California. Air quality impacts are the focus of Volume 2, Chapter 3. The assessment found that the current inventory methods underestimate methane and volatile organic chemical emissions from oil and gas operations, and that fracking occurs in areas of California, most notably in the San Joaquin Valley and South Coast Air Basins, that already suffer from serious air quality problems. Further, no experimental studies of air emissions from drilling and fracking operations have ever been conducted in California. Although California has well-developed air quality inventory methods, they are, quote, not designed to estimate well stimulation emissions directly, and it is not possible to determine well stimulation emissions from current inventory methods. July 1, 2015, in accordance with California Senate Bill No. 4, the California Division of Oil, Gas, and Geothermal Resources released a three-volume environmental impact report on oil and gas well stimulation treatments in the state which in California include fracking along with acidizing and other unconventional extraction technologies that break up oil or gas-containing rock. The division determined that fracking and related operations can have, quote, significant and unavoidable impacts on air quality, including increasing ozone and other federally regulated pollutants to levels that violate air quality standards or that would make those violations worse. 
May 29, 2015, each, each of stage of the drilling and fracking process, quote, has distinct operations that occur and particular sets of air emissions that may affect the respiratory tract, wrote West Virginia University researcher Michael McCauley. Some states do have setback requirements which, quote, may provide a margin of safety for fire and explosions, but do not necessarily assure complete dilution or negligible exposure from air emissions. His paper described the specific air contaminants associated with respiratory effects for each stage of operations. For example, the actual fracking stage potentially emits diesel exhaust, VOCs, particulate matter, ozone precursors, silica, and acid mists. Macaulay reviewed the health effects linked to each of the contaminant types. Though many long-term effects may not yet be apparent in shale gas regions, quote, at a minimum, one would expect to see similar rates of respiratory disease to that found near highways with heavy traffic flow. April 21, 2015, in a study funded by the electric power industry, a research team found that fracking had diminished air quality in rural areas downwind of gas sites in two heavily drilled Pennsylvania counties, but the concentrations of VOCs were not as high as expected based on results in other states. Methane levels were higher than previous research had found. The extent to which the results can be generalized to the Marcellus Basin as a whole, the authors emphasized, remains uncertain. April 15, 2015, in a review of the literature, Colorado researchers demonstrated that four common chemical air pollutants from drilling and fracking operations, benzene, toluene, ethylbenzene, and xylene, BTEX, are, are endocrine disruptors commonly found in ambient air that have the ability to interfere with human hormones at low exposure levels, including at concentrations well below EPA-recommended exposure limits. Among the health conditions linked to ambient-level exposures to the BTEX family of air pollutants, sperm abnormalities, reduced fetal growth, cardiovascular disease, respiratory dysfunction, and asthma. Quote, This review suggests that BTEX may have endocrine-disrupting properties at low concentrations, presenting an important line of inquiry from future research. BTECs are used globally in consumer products and are released from motor vehicles and oil and natural gas operations that are increasingly in close proximity to homes, schools, and other places of human activity. March 31, 2015. University of Wyoming researchers identified a wastewater treatment and recycling facility as an important contributor to high winter ozone levels in Wyoming's Green River Basin. The facility released a signature mixture of volatile hydrocarbons, including toluene and xylene, which are ozone precursors. This study documented that recycling activities can transfer volatile pollutants from water into air when fracking wastewater is cleaned up for reuse, and that water treatment emissions can serve as an important point source of air pollutants. March 26, 2015, 
Fracking can pollute air hundreds of miles downwind from the well pad, according to the results of a study from University of Maryland. Researchers took hourly measurements of ethane in the air over Maryland and the greater Washington, D.C. area, where fracking does not occur, and compared them to ethane data from areas of West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Ohio, where it does. They found month-to-month correlations indicating that the ethane pollution in the air over Maryland appears to be coming from drilling and fracking operations in these other states. Ethane, a minor component of natural gas, rose 30% in the air over the Baltimore and Washington, D.C. area since 2015, even as other air pollutants declined in concentration. By contrast, no increase in ethane levels were found in Atlanta, Georgia, which is not downwind of fracking operations. Given this evidence for widespread ethane leakage, the paper's lead author asked how much methane and other more reactive emissions might be escaping from wells, noting that, quote, A substantial amount of hydrocarbons are emitted as a result of flowback procedures following the fracturing process. February 27, 2015, a team of researchers from the University of Texas funded in part by the gas industry examined ozone production resulting from natural gas extraction and use in Texas. Previous research by this team had found that the increased use of natural gas for generating electricity as a replacement for coal contributed to overall reductions in daily maximum ozone concentrations in northern Texas. By contrast, the results of this study found an increase in ozone in the Eagle Ford Shale area of South Texas. The Eagle Ford Shale is upwind from both Austin and San Antonio. A potent greenhouse gas, methane is also a precursor for ground-level ozone and hence a contributor to smog formation. January 16, 2015 Researchers from a number of universities, including the University of New Hampshire and Appalachian State University, used a source apportionment model to estimate the contribution of natural gas extraction activities to overall air pollution, including ozone, in heavily drilled southwest Pennsylvania. This regional air sampling effort demonstrated significant changes in atmospheric chemistry from drilling and fracking operations there. The researchers found that drilling and fracking operations may affect compliance with ozone standards. November 20, 2014, the Texas Texas Commission on Environmental Quality confirmed high levels of benzene emissions and other VOCs around an oil and gas facility in the Eagle Ford Shale. Symptoms reported by local residents were consistent with those known to be associated with exposure to such chemicals. November 14, 2014, a University of Colorado at Boulder research team found that residential areas in intensely drilled northeastern Colorado have high levels of fracking-related air pollutants, including benzene. In some cases, concentrations exceeded those found in large urban centers and are within the range of exposures known to be linked to chronic health effects. According to the study, quote, high ozone levels are a significant health concern 
as are potential health impacts from chronic exposure to primary emissions of non-methane hydrocarbons, NMHC, for residents living near wells. The study also noted that tighter regulations have not resulted in lower air pollution levels. Quote, Even though the volume of emissions per well may be decreasing, the rapid and continuing increase in the number of wells may potentially negate any real improvements to the air quality situation. October 30, 2014. A research team assembled by University at Albany Institute for Health and the Environment identified eight highly toxic chemicals in air samples collected near fracking and associated infrastructure sites across five states, Arkansas, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Wyoming. The most common airborne chemicals detected included two proven human carcinogens, benzene and formaldehyde, and two potent neurotoxicants, hexane and hydrogen sulfide. In 29 out of 76 samples, concentrations far exceeded federal health and safety standards, sometimes by several orders of magnitude. Further high levels of pollutants were detected at distances exceeding legal setback distances from wellheads to homes. Highly elevated levels of formaldehyde, for example, were found up to half a mile from a wellhead. In Arkansas, seven air samples contained formaldehyde at levels up to 60 times the level known to raise the risk for cancer. Quote, This is a significant public health risk, said lead author David O. Carpenter, M.D., in an accompanying, accompanying interview. Quote, Cancer has a long latency, so you're not seeing an elevation in cancer in these communities. But 5, 10, 15 years from now, elevation in cancer is almost certain to happen. October 21, 2014. Responding to health concerns by local residents, a research team from University of Cincinnati and Oregon State University found high levels of air pollution in heavily drilled areas of rural Carroll County, Ohio. Air monitors showed 32 different hydrocarbon-based air pollutants, including the carcinogens naphthalene and benzoapyrene. The researchers plan additional monitoring and analysis. October 21, 2014. Using a mobile laboratory designed by NOAA, a research team from the University of Colorado at Boulder, the NOAA Earth System Research Laboratory, and the Karlsruhe Institute of Technology looked at air pollution from drilling and fracking operations in Utah's Uinta Basin. The researchers found that drilling and fracking emit prodigious amounts of volatile organic air pollutants, including benzene, toluene, and methane, all of which are precursors for ground-level ozone. Multiple pieces of equipment on and off the well pad, including condensate tanks, compressors, dehydrators, and pumps, served as the sources of these emissions. The research shows that drilling and fracking activities are the cause of the extraordinarily high levels of winter smog in the remote Uinta Basin, which regularly exceeded air quality standards 
and rival that of downtown Los Angeles. October 2, 2014, a joint investigation by Inside Climate News and the Center for Public Integrity found that toxic air emissions wafting from fracking waste pits in Texas are unmonitored and unregulated due to federal exemptions that classify oil and gas field waste as non-hazardous. October 1, 2014, in a major paper published in Nature, an international team led by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration demonstrated that exceptionally high emissions of VOCs explain how drilling and fracking operations in Utah's Uinta Basin create extreme wintertime ozone events even in the absence of abundant ultraviolet light and water vapor, which are typically required to produce ground-level ozone. Current air pollution trends in the United States are toward lower nitrogen oxides from urban sources and power generation, but increasing methane and VOCs from oil and gas extraction activities threaten to reverse decades of progress in attaining cleaner air. According to the study, the consequences for public health are, quote, as yet, unrecognized. September 6, 2014. As part of a comparative life cycle analysis, a British team from the University of Manchester found that shale gas extracted via fracking in the United Kingdom would generate more smog than any other energy source evaluated. Coal, conventional and liquefied gas, nuclear, wind, and solar. Leakage of vaporous organic compounds during the necessary removal of hydrogen sulfide gas along with the venting of gas both during drilling and during the process of making the well ready for production, were major contributors. Quote, In comparison to other technologies, shale gas has high photochemical smog. In the central case, it is worse than solar PV, offshore wind, and nuclear power by factors of 3, 26, and 45, respectively. Even in the best case, wind and nuclear power are still preferable by factors of 3.3 and 5.6, respectively. September 2014, shale test environmental testing conducted ambient air quality tests and gas finder infrared video for several children's play areas in North Texas that are located in close proximity to shale gas development. The results showed a large number of compounds detected above the method reporting limit, the minimum quantity of the compound that can be confidently determined by the laboratory. Air sampling found three known suspected known and suspected carcinogens and a number of other compounds associated with significant health effects. Benzene results from Denton, Dish, and Fort Worth are particularly alarming since they exceeded the long-term ambient air limits set by the Texas, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. And benzene is a known carcinogen. Quote, Benzene was found at all but one sampling location. This is particularly noteworthy as benzene is a known carcinogen, based on evidence from studies in both people and lab animals, and because it exceeds levels above which effects have the potential to occur. August 24, 2014, 
A Salt Lake City Tribune investigation found that evaporation from 14 fracking waste pits in western Colorado has added tons of toxic chemicals to Utah's air in the last six years. Further, the company responsible operated with no permit, underreported its emissions, and provided faulty data to regulators. August 2014, a four-part investigation by the San Antonio Express News found that natural gas flaring in the Eagle Ford Shale in 2012 contributed more than 15,000 tons of VOCs and other contaminants to the air of southern Texas, which is roughly equivalent to the pollution that would be released annually by six oil refineries. No state or federal agency is tracking the emissions from individual flares. June 26, 2014. Public health professionals at the Southwest Pennsylvania Environmental Health Project reported significant recurrent spikes in the amount of particulate matter in the air inside of residential homes located near drilling and fracking operations. Captured by indoor air monitors, the spikes tend to occur at night when stable atmospheric conditions hold particulate matter low to the ground. Director Rainer Ripple emphasized that spikes in airborne particulate matter are likely to cause acute health impacts in community members. She added, quote, What the long-term effects are going to be, we're not certain. May 8, 2014. Researchers at NOAA found high levels of methane leaks as well as benzene and smog-forming VOCs in the air over oil and gas drilling areas in Colorado. Researchers found methane emissions three times higher than previously estimated and benzene and VOC levels seven times higher than estimated by government agencies. The Denver Post noted the Colorado's front range has failed to meet federal ozone air quality standards for years. April 26, 2014. A Texas jury awarded a family $2.8 million because, according to the lawsuit, a fracking company operating on property nearby had, quote, created a private nuisance by producing harmful air pollution and exposing members of the affected family to harmful emissions of volatile organic compounds, toxic air pollutants, and diesel exhaust. The family's 11-year-old daughter became ill and family members suffered a range of symptoms, including nosebleeds, vision problems, nausea, rashes, blood pressure issues. Because drilling did not occur on their property, the family had initially been unaware that their symptoms were caused by activities around them. April 16, 2014. Reviewing the peer-reviewed literature to date of, quote, direct pertinence to the environmental public health and environmental exposure pathways. A U.S. team of researchers concluded, quote, a number of studies suggest that shale gas development contributes to levels of ambient air concentrations known to be associated with increased risk of morbidity and mortality. April 11, 2014. A modeling study commissioned by the state of Texas made striking projections about worsening air quality in the Eagle Ford Shale. 
Findings included the possibility of a 281% increase in emissions of VOCs. Some VOCs cause respiratory and neurological problems. Others, like benzene, are also carcinogens. Another, another finding was that nitrogen oxides, which react with VOCs in sunlight to create ground-level ozone, the main component of smog, increased 69% during the peak ozone season. March 29, 2014, scientists warned that current methods of collecting and analyzing emissions data do not accurately assess health risks. Researchers with the Southwest Pennsylvania Environmental Health Project showed that methods do not adequately measure the intensity, frequency, or durations of community exposure to the toxic chemicals routinely released from drilling and fracking activities. They found that exposures may be underestimated by an order of magnitude. Mixtures of chemicals are not taken into account, and local weather conditions and vulnerable populations are ignored. March 27, 2014, University of Texas Research pointed to, quote, potentially false assurances in response to community health concerns in shale gas development areas. Dramatic shortcomings in air pollution monitoring to date include no accounting for cumulative toxic emissions or children's exposure during critical developmental stages and the potential interactive effects of mixtures of chemicals. Chemical mixtures of concern include benzene, toluene, ethylbenzene, and xylenes. March 13, 2014 VOCs emitted in Utah, in Utah's heavily drilled Uinta Basin, led to 39 winter days exceeding the EPA's 8-hour national ambient air quality standards level for ozone pollutants the previous winter. Quote, Levels above this threshold are considered to be harmful to human health, and high levels of ozone are known to cause respiratory distress and be responsible for an estimated 5,000 premature deaths in the U.S. per year, according to researchers at the University of Colorado. Their observations, quote, reveal a strong causal link between oil and gas emissions, accumulation of air toxics, and significant production of ozone in the atmospheric surface layer. Researchers estimated that total annual VOC emissions at the fracking sites are equivalent to those of about 100 million cars. March 3, 2014. In a report summarizing, quote, the current understanding of local and regional air quality impacts of natural gas extraction, production, and use, a group of researchers from NOAA, Stanford, Duke, and other institutions described what is known and unknown with regard to air emissions including greenhouse gases, ozone precursors, VOCs and nitrogen oxides, air toxics, and particulates. Crystalline silica was also discussed including as a concern for people living near well pads and production staging areas. February 18, 2014 an eight-month investigation by the Weather Channel, the Center for Public Integrity, into inside climate news into fracking in the Eagle Ford Shale in Texas revealed that fracking is, quote, releasing a toxic soup of chemicals into the air. 
They noted very poor monitoring by the state of Texas, Texas and reported on hundreds of air complaints filed relating to air pollution associated with fracking. December 18, 2013, an interdisciplinary group of researchers in Texas collected air samples in residential areas near shale gas extraction and production. Going beyond previous Barnett shale studies by including emissions from the whole range of production equipment, they found that most areas had, quote, atmospheric methane concentrations considerably higher than reported urban background concentrations, and many toxic chemicals were strongly associated with compressor stations. December 10, 2013. Health Department testing at fracking sites in West Virginia revealed dangerous levels of benzene in the air. Wheeling, Ohio County Health Department Administrator Howard Gamble stated, quote, The levels of benzene really pop out. The amounts they were seeing were at levels of concern. The concerns of the public are validated. October 11, 2013. Air sampling before, during, and after drilling and fracking of a new natural gas well pad in rural western Colorado documented the presence of the toxic solvent methylene chloride, along with several polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, at, quote, concentrations greater than those at which prenatally exposed children in urban studies had lower developmental and IQ scores. September 19, 2013. In Texas, air monitoring data in the Eagle Ford Shale area revealed potentially dangerous exposures of nearby residents to hazardous air pollutants, including cancer-causing benzene and the neurological toxicant hydrogen sulfide. September 13, 2013. A study by researchers at the University of California at Irvine found dangerous levels of VOCs in Canada's, quote, industrial heartland, where there are more than 40 oil, gas, and chemical facilities. The researchers noted high levels of hematopoietic cancers, leukemia, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in men who live closer to the facilities. April 29, 2013, using American Lung Association data, researchers with the Environmental Defense Fund determined that air quality in rural areas with fracking was worse than air quality in urban areas. March 2013, a review of regional air quality damages in parts of Pennsylvania in 2012 from Marcellus Shale Development found that air pollution was a significant concern, with regional damages ranging from $7.2 to $32 million in 2011. February 27, 2013, in a letter from Concerned Health Professionals of New York to Governor Andrew Cuomo, a coalition of hundreds of health organizations, scientists, medical experts, elected officials, and environmental organizations noted serious health concerns about the prospects of fracking in New York State making specific note of air pollution. Signatory organizations included the American Academy of Pediatrics of New York, the American Lung Association of New York, and Physicians for Social Responsibility. 
The New York State Medical Society, representing 30,000 medical professionals, has issued similar statements. January 2, 2013. A NOAA study identified emissions from oil and gas fields in Utah as a significant source of pollutants that contribute to ozone problems. Exposure to elevated levels of ground-level ozone is known to worsen asthma and has been linked to respiratory illnesses and increased risk of stroke and heart attack. December 3, 2012. A study linked a single well pad in Colorado to more than 50 airborne chemicals, 44 of which have known health effects. July 18, 2012. A study by the Houston Advanced Research Center modeled ozone formation from a natural gas processing facility using accepted emissions estimates and showed that regular operations could significantly raise levels of ground-level ozone in the Barnett Shale in Texas, in Texas, and that gas flaring further contributed to ozone levels. March 19, 2012, a Colorado School of Public Health study found air pollutants near fracking sites linked to neurological and respiratory problems and cancer. The study, based on three years of monitoring at Colorado sites, found a number of, quote, potentially toxic petroleum hydrocarbons in the air near gas wells, including benzene, ethylbenzene, toluene, and xylene. Lisa McKenzie, Ph.D., MPH, lead author of the study and research associate at the Colorado School of Public Health, said, quote, Our data show that it is important to include air pollution in the national dialogue on natural gas development that is focused largely on water exposures to hydraulic fracturing. December 12, 2011. Cancer specialists, cancer advocacy organizations, and health organizations summarized the cancer risks posed by all stages of the shale gas extraction process in a letter to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. October 5, 2011, more than 250 medical experts and health organizations reviewed the multiple health risks from fracking in a letter sent to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. April 21, 2011, Environment and Energy, E&E, reported that ozone levels exceeding federal health standards in Utah's Uinta Basin, as well as wintertime ozone problems in other parts of the Intermountain West, stem from oil and gas extraction. Levels reach nearly twice the federal standard, potentially dangerous even for healthy adults to breathe. Keith Guile, spokesman for the Wyoming Department of Environmental Quality, said, quote, We recognize that definitely the main contributor to the emissions that are out there is the oil and gas industry. March 8, 2011. The Associated Press reported that gas drilling in some remote areas of Wyoming caused a decline of air quality from pristine mountain air to levels of smog and pollution worse than Los Angeles on its worst days, resulting in residents complaining of watery eyes, shortness of breath, and bloody noses. November 18, 2010. A study of air quality at the Haynesville Shale region of East Texas, northern Louisiana, 
and southwestern Arkansas found that shale oil and gas extraction activities contributed significantly to ground-level ozone via high emissions of ozone precursors, including VOCs and nitrogen oxides. Ozone is a key risk factor for asthma and other respiratory and cardiovascular illnesses. September 2010, a health assessment by the Colorado School of Public Health for Gas Development in Garfield County, Colorado, determined that air pollution will likely, quote, be high enough to cause short-term and long-term disease, especially for residents living near gas wells. Health effects may include respiratory disease, neurological problems, birth defects, and cancer. January 27, 2010. Of 94 drilling sites tested for benzene in air over the Barnett Shale, the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality discovered two well sites emitting what they determined to be, quote, extremely high levels and another 19 emitting elevated levels. And that brings us to page 67 of the compendium and the end of this section covering air quality impacts. Up next, next episode, next episode of the compendium, we will tackle uh, the compendium beginning on page 68, covering water contamination. And that'll wrap up this episode of Frack You Very Much, a fracking terrible podcast. If you want to reach out to me, you can send an email to fyvmshow at gmail.com. can uh, check out the website frackyouverymuch.com. And you can also watch and listen to me record this podcast and my other podcasts live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash unrelatedthings. Here is Depeche Mode with the remix single breathing in fumes. Thanks for listening.
Oh.